Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. It, it's this Friday 4.30 thing is real. There's like this vibe. Um, I, I don't know if like I'm, I'm probably like completely and totally like just projecting my own, but uh, there, <laughs> when the faces come on the screen, there's this this certain face, you know, there's, there's like a Monday face and that's a certain vibe. And then there's Friday and it's like joyous and also tired. <laughs> there's like real work has been done and uh, also fun is to be had. So let's, uh, let's honor that or the spirit of whatever you're bringing that with uh, starting slow we'll work to some some movement and then we'll bring it back to some deep stretch we're going to work with twisting pigeon twisting pigeon um later on and uh, we're going to do some different variations on it so stay tuned but we're going to start in some hip flexor opening so if you got a block better yet if you got two have them near you and we're going to just set up like you were going to do hips on a block <laughs> the pose viparita karani uh but you're going to straighten your legs out like it's shavasana so for some of us it will be totally comfortable on one block one block only on the face of the block not your face on the block face or the edge of that block uh, to go at about that same height but with more stability probably you could go two blocks stacked. So up to you how you set this one up. The other way you could do it is two blocks end to end that gives you a nice long bolster-like uh, contraption. But what we want is the blocks underneath the sacrum, the flat bone at the base of the spine, the back of the hips, supporting you in this nice, front body opening. Nice is defined by how it feels to you, not how it looks to anyone else or how the teacher might describe it. Good. You're getting this general uplift of your hips. That's giving some space to the hip flexors, the abdominals up front. That's allowing your spine to be free and uh, you can take your hand back to your spine. It's your spine, you can touch it. Uh, be sure that the lumbar spine, the lumbar curve is off the block. So what's sitting on the block is your hips and your glute muscles, your, your sacrums there. And then the low back curve is this kind of nice you know, waterfall-like, uh, structure from the block down to your rib cage. Probably the floating ribs are off the mat, depending on how high your block is. The lower ribs off the mat, the shoulder blades really well anchored on the floor. And if you want a little more upper body opening, start to slide the shoulder blades in towards center. Let the arm bones come in closer. Right. And that might be nice. Then again, it might be nice to take your arms back overhead or uh, back behind your head appropriately in this one and get like a wheel positioning for your 
upper body. I'm going to focus in on breath. Moving your rib cage with your breath. Just getting that dance of vinyasa in this lightly supported posture. You all being experienced practitioners, you know about what a sun a cadence is like. The inhale, reach up, and exhale, fold forward. You stay here with your hips on the block and in your head, in your mind. You just breathe to that cadence, the, the rhythm of vinyasa, moving through your restorative posture. And maybe if you're a strongly visual person, human being, you can see yourself doing the sane as you breathe. So bring that element to you, just the visualization of how your body opens in the mountain pose with the inhale. And folds with the exhale. And the lift halfway with the inhale. And the exhale that takes you to a well-executed plank of your choice, high or low. The back bend of your choice with an inhale that spreads you out. The exhale that returns you to down dog. And that down dog, visualize the abdominals cooling in. Last bit of breath is out and you float forward, walking or hopping to the top of the mat where you inhale. Lift halfway long and exhale. Visualizing yourself folding in, hugging your legs. One more round of that journey in your mind, or, or just let it all kind of unravel if, if you prefer. But see if you can get that visualizing you. This is you seeing you going through your practice as we just stay here over the block.
whether that worked really well didn't seem to work you're not sure if it worked it's all good a brain exercise just for fun your enjoyment and your awareness and any work you put toward it was awareness building when you're ready to actually move walk your feet in stay with that just feet to the mat and press the feet down feel the work of the feet into the floor and as the feet take on more and more and more work the sacrum gets lighter and lighter and lighter on the block continue that just keep the feet working more and more and more and more ask more of the leg muscles to engage the glute muscles to engage with every press of the heels down until your sacrum is just so light on the block you're not trying to lift it you're trying to ground your feet and work your legs more. Just going to ground your feet and work your legs more. And then if uh, the hips are so light that you can slide the block out Jenga style, do that. I hope everybody knows what Jenga is. Uh, I believe that's still around. Slowly lower down all the way to the floor once you've jingled yourself out of blocks. Walk the feet wide and let the knees come together in constructive rest. I'm just gonna pause with this. Then if you enjoy Supta like on the regular, you enjoy it, uh, switch slowly to that posture. If that is not your jam, that annoys you, don't do that. If you get to Subdabada and it annoys you, come back. Take three breaths here. Bring your hands to your center line and just draw in. Feet to the mat parallel about hip distance. We're gonna cross the right leg over the left for version of reclined pigeon with left foot on the floor. Then let all of that rotate over to the left. And you have a uh, reclined pigeon twist. We're gonna take the hand to the foot, left hand to right foot and support the foot grounding. Then let your right hip get heavy back toward the mat. The right hip just trying to get back to the floor. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change the sensation here by now pulling the foot up into the hand. Breath that, breath like that. ease up on that take your hand to your shin bone on the far side of it and then press your leg forward into your hand and the hands resisting it then dissolve that work use the left leg to power this back to center and unwind the right leg 
soles of both feet down to the mat, feet parallel, and feel the two legs. So we're moving slowly, deliberately to feel this as we, as we start to open things up. You can cross the left foot over the right thigh. Take your time. Get that pose. Then let that pose turn off to the right. You can take your right hand to the foot and move the foot however you need to to get the hand on it. And there's the hand warm. The hand just holding the foot, not resisting, not pushing. But you're letting the left hip get heavy. Left hip just wants to be back on the mat. The right hand is supporting the foot and shin leg to stay in place. That's one one type of, of energetic work we're doing there. Support. Now give the hand a press into the foot and lift the foot into the hand at that joining of the two actions in opposition to each other. And we've created some, some isometric activity in the muscles and some strengthening. So Ease that, and then hand to the shin, and your fingers curl around the far side of the shin from you, and you press the shin into the hand. Breathe there. And dissolve that oppositional action of arm and leg and let the right leg power the left back to center. Undo it, sole the left foot to the floor and just legs even so that you can feel the two sides and any contrast left to right. And then knees to chest and nose to knees, curl up. Rock your way up to seated. Take a moment to sit tall, arrive, and then to bow and go to the point where you feel there's a nice stretch for you. Just cross leg, forward fold, drop your head. Breath in, breath out. On your inhale, come up. Hands behind you, you'll lean out of that a bit. Cross the right foot to the outside of the left knee. So you're hanging the, uh, the foot off the knee over there, the ankle bones off the knee. Now you don't have to walk in too far, but let's do uh, walking in the hands, however far you go to sit upright. And for some of us, it's a little, little adjustment in the base to get both sitting bones down, that's where we're going. Second type of twisting pigeon that uh, we're gonna work today. Right hand to the right heel. Press hand into heel, heel into hand. And then take the left arm behind you. So we've got double pigeon in the legs and rotation. And you can play with this. So the hand can hold the heel and you're rotating through the spine. Things are just just dandy, right? 
and the hand is playing a support role there or a strengthener where you press the hand into the heel firmly, press the heel back into the hand of the abdominal work and also some outer hip work, not to mention some, some arm work. Bow it up or down as needed. In. Breath out. Undo that, come back to center. Take your left arm up and your right arm out to the side, little side bend. And make your way up to sit. Lean out, like big time lean out. And then cross the left leg in front of the right. We're going back to just simple seated cross legs, one shin in front of the other. Lift up and bow till you feel the first stretch, just wherever it meets you. And uh, and definitely stay there, not because it's safer or not safe, but the, that first place you get to, probably for most of us, if you've been sitting at a desk, you've been doing that kind of work. It's getting gonna hit us like low back, right? Because there's gonna be something. And sometimes we can go right past that into deeper hip stuff, which is fine. But if you get to like maybe like halfway in and get some low back stuff going, start drawing long, like you're uh, going back to like whatever class was Monday's class, the uncorking yourself class. Like uncork that pool long. And we kind of miss that if we go deep right away. So you don't have to do this, but it's it's worth investigating. Inhale. Come on up to seat. And sometimes folds are where, like, if you have a natural flexibility, it works against uh, getting some of the things that need to stretch. We, we know how to go around them. We're very savvy in our bodies, our range of motion. Lean out of this, cross the ankle to the outside of the knee. Bring your hands back in. This is going to be nice to, to readjust so that you're on your sitting bones. Left hand to the heel. Right hand back behind. And you get this twist. And now you choose whether that hand heel thing is going to be supportive to the twist, like keeping you in it, right? Mm. Twist can be kind of low key. And you feel just well supported in that rotation. There is a time and place when practicing support like, and gentleness is absolutely the most like, appropriate thing you can do. And then there's pressing heel into hand, hand into heel. That'll give you that isometric active range of motion experience and sometimes that's appropriate you know, so there are times to use certain words and times not to use certain words there are times when blurting something out is appropriate and sometimes when blurting things out is not appropriate
same thing in our body, right? Like, like the good manners equivalent of how you treat yourself. Come back to center. Unwind, left hand out on the floor, right arm up. Side bend to the degree that it feels good in your body. Back to center, big shoulder shrug. And then lean out, hands to your shins. Uh, I'm sorry, well, your shins or your hamstrings, whatever you want to do there. And lift up tall, slowly back, and then and take your chin in. And the C curve of the spine, like cat pose. And then up at center, well balanced. We're across the feet of the ankles. Come around to down dog. Pause when you get there. And then get a lift of the heels. As high as your heels will go. Straighten your legs. Pick your hip crease as high up as it will go. Press your hands down so everything is alert and awake. And then slowly let the heels descend and bend your knees to whatever degree they, they want to bend. Breath here. I'm going to walk the hands back one hand step. Pause, things have changed. Note any difference of experience. And then we just had that down dog that we took way up. I've been calling it in my head hijacked dog, which is inappropriate, but uh, that's what it seems like it should be called. And then this one, house of cards dog. So like when you lay into playing cards up against each other and you just find that a really fine balance, right? Or you're finding the legs and the arms and torso as if they're just leaned to each other with as little effort as you can achieve. Right? So you've just aligned yourself really well. Like those uh, stacked stone meditations where they try to get the stones to stack and, and there's this peaceful quality to that, have that with the upper and lower body here. Or maybe imagine that you're, you're doing that. Good. And then go somewhere between those two that feels like an active, engaged, downward facing dog that you're enjoying being in. And we'll take the right leg up into a three-legged dog. Then right knee to right elbow. 
turn your shin bone in so your right foot moves across toward the left edge of your mat. Might get there, might not. And take pigeon. So early pigeon, not the deepest pigeon that we're going to get to, uh, but the most active. We're going to press the floor with the front shin. We're going to press the floor with the back foot. You're pressing the floor away with the integrity of a warrior pose. And you can, if you want, take the hands off the floor into a cactus set or the full reach of a warrior one. Get breath in and breath out. Bring your awareness to the front of your left hip here. So we press back foot down, we press the front shin bone down. We're elongating the left side of the body. You could take the left wrist with the right hand, do a little of that side body opening. Undo that, hands to the mat again. Maybe they didn't leave, that's totally fine too. Then planting the hands, tucking the back toes, lift the back knee, abdominals in, lift the right leg, place the right foot back in down dog, but turn it to the diagonal, bend the left knee, and press the right hip up and back. Press the right hand down and forward. Breath in. Open your mouth and let it out. Inhale, back to center, down dog, and just cluck whatever it is you're feeling here. Breath in. Breath out, get that well-balanced down dog. So there's some effort going on, but it's not the, uh, the hijacked version. And squeeze the left leg, take it up and back. Bend the knee, knee to elbow. Every time we come into pigeon, get this precision, this patience. Lay the shin bone down like you want to take care of your knee for the rest of your life. Press your back foot down, press your front shin bone down. Stay up on your fingertips, or you can bring the arms uh, to the sides or overhead. We're working the legs strongly like a lunge or like pigeon. And a little more, we're going to focus in on the right hip, the, the front of the right side opening. Might catch the right wrist, bring the right arm up and over. So you get the back foot to the upper hand. One continuum. Breath in. Breath out. Press the shin bone, press the back, the down anchor. The left hip is off the floor for sure. You are lifting yourself up with the work of the legs and then hands down. Tuck the back toes first. You squeeze the back leg tight. Back leg is coming as much toward plank as it can. Abdominals join that party, and it's like a plank when you pick the left leg up. You can place the left foot, then back and down dog turns to the diagonal with ease. Right knee bends. Send your left hip up and back. 
And breathe in and breathe out. down through the left hand, elongate the whole left side, one continuum there. And back to center, down dog. Take note, left and right side, what's going on. We'll look forward and walk forward into a ragdoll. Wrap your arms around one another or lace your fingers behind the back. You start with that hand at your sacrum. The hands are close to the body. Can they lace? Can you wrap your shoulder blades in toward the center of your back? Keep the shoulder blades squeezing in toward center. That very non-helpful advice to hold a pencil between your shoulder blades. But, uh, the, 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 if you can get that action, get that action. Palms stay pressed together. You straighten the elbows to the degree that you can continue to squeeze the shoulder blades in. If your palms are fully pressed, shoulder blades are squeezed in, add the element of pressing the arm bones out. So in that way, you're using the joining of the hands in that opposing action. As I'm looking, I'm seeing some shoulders rounding forward toward your chest. I would never call you out, but be aware of what's going on in your body. Just like so that if you're putting yourself in handcuffs and creating bad posture, uh, you don't need to practice that. Like, I will say that I will like absolutely never be impressed by hands being held behind the back and it's not important to impress me anyway, but. What's impressive? Can you feel your body? Can you feel the effect of what you're doing to yourself? Like self-awareness is impressive. And, and gymnastic feats are impressive too, but let's be honest, all of us could turn on YouTube and find <laughs> as much as we want to watch in that respect. <laughs> Way better than... Uh, <laughs> us or anyone we know. <laughs> so have the self-awareness practice for sure. Slowly release your hands when you're ready. And walk your feet together. Pressing down into your feet, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Elongate, oh, like into that thing called a reach. What is that? What is what is the verb to reach like happening in your body right now? Feel like then hands to heart center, samastiti, and back to that steady rhythm of breath, that cadence that we had earlier. You established your rhythm. You could maybe see yourself in those sun A's. And then you'll see yourself in some actual sun A's. Start with inhale, reach up. Take the time to 
to fully engage in that reach. And then exhale. Okay. Deliberately stay here till you find the end of your exhale. You're pulled in. And then inhale, lift halfway, flat back. Go as long as you are in your front body. And then plant your hands. Any variation on this for your exhale. Any variation with your inhale, back bend or otherwise. Meeting up in downward facing dog for a complete exhale. When you're empty, walk or hop, top of the mat, breathe in, lengthen. And in this exhale, you have the whole exhale to bow. And it's a deep, slow bow where there's a lot of patience, a lot of precision. Very end of it. And then press your feet down. Inhale, reach every fiber of your body. Exhale, the bow, ceremonial type bow. Breathe in, you lift halfway, press your feet down. Plant your hand, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Lift up onto the balls of your feet. Keep your knees way bent. Look forward. Hop. Wherever you get to, hop. One inch, the whole mat, whatever you got. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. I'm just going to play with that. Whether you get one inch, one foot, whatever. Press your feet down. Breathe in. Reach out. Elongate. Exhale, fold. Deep ceremonial bow. Not gravity pulling your noggin to the floor. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, low push up. Or your variation thereof. Breathe in. Back bend or otherwise. Breathe out. Take yourself to down dog. You're going to take a bent knee down dog in which you lift the heels, lifting the hips. Look forward. One inch, five inches, you hop. And breathe in, lift halfway. Yes. And breathe out, bow forward. Right? And if you don't get all the way to the top of the mat with the hop, that's where that inhale, it gives you time to, to step all the way up and to organize yourself. One more. Breathe in and reach up. Squeeze your legs. Squeeze your arms. Really reach. And take this as a bow. There's a reverence to it. You for yourself. Maybe you for your spine. Breathe in. 
lift halfway. Plant your hands and breathe out. Breathe in. Down dog, breathe out. Bent knees, lift your heels, lift your hips. Look forward and out. Yeah, breathe in, lift halfway. You don't always have to hop, but know that it's a possibility. And breathe out. And it's more about being aware of how you're using your body than, than anything, like than anything else. Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. Breathe out, hands to heart center, sit back. Ukatasana, hands at heart. Pick up the right leg, cross it over the left. So we got standing pigeon, as it's sometimes called. Not, not traditional, but we'll, we'll do away with formalities. You can take your right hand to the heel again. You get two things. You could support it. You could just use that to stay here or press the heel in the hand, hand back into the heel. Drop your hips low. Low is relative Friday at 4.30 or after five. Hips low, heart high, breath in. And then exhale, release hands to the mat. We're gonna unwind the right leg, step it way back into a low lunge. Walk the left foot over to give yourself room. And the right knee comes down, pause there. Hands inside the front foot. Draw your heart up and forward. And then drop your chin down and in. Abdominals in. A little bit of cat pose here. So you're pressing your hands down. And pulling your rib cage up toward the ceiling. Breath in. And breath out. Return to neutral through the spine. Left leg steps back. We're going to go all the way to the mat. Heel up into cobra. Release down slow. Press back, hands and knees. And down dog. Good stuff. Breath in here. Take time as you breathe in. Bend your knees. Send the hip crease up. Feel the dynamics change there. Look forward. You've got this kind of springiness to you. Use it. Hop. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe in. <laughs> that way. Bow forward. Breathe out. I don't know what it's like to feel proud of your children, but if it's anything like what I felt right there for you guys, like... <laughs> I get it. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. And then hands to heart center, pause. The teachers in the room know exactly what I mean, yes? Like when your students do good, is there like this thing like your heart actually gets warm? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And cross your, or sit back to Ukatasana and cross. Left over right. Yeah, 
like I'm going to need to take my long sleeve shirt off now because my heart got so warm watching that hop forward. Bring hands to your heart. Stay with this. And then once you're steady, left hand to the heel. So this can be that supporting role where you're in a mild twist, hand and heel are just together. You're helping keep the structure of the twist or press the heel sideways into the hand, pull the hand back into the heel and amplify what you're doing. You don't always have to amplify everything. Sometimes it's just not appropriate. Like when the neighbors are trying to sleep, right? You gotta, you gotta listen to your music on like your headphones sometimes. Breathe in. Breathe out, hands to the mat. Unwind the top leg, step back. And you're gonna low lunge. Back knee down. And start with pulling your heart forward. And then pull the abdominals in and take more of a, a cat pose with the spine. Learning to move in all these ways, really healthy for our tissues, right? And the, the ranges of motion, but also learning to move in different ways, whether you need that a more supportive role for yourself or that more strenuous and kind of active role for yourself, also good for your tissues, in addition to really good for, for your mind. Right? If, if the mind is weary or the mind is in a state of like agitation we don't always need to be pushing ourselves with our practice we may need to be soothing ourselves with our practice and what we do physically right manifests mentally press into your hands take right knee back high to low all the way to the mat And locust arms behind, breathe in, up. Exhale, release down slowly. Hands underneath you, press up to hands and knees. Press back to down dog. Pause, feel your body. Feel the floor, create a down dog that's where you need to be. Do you want to be those playing cards? set up against each other. That's totally what I need to be right now. I was like, that's like Friday afternoon down dog. Or do you want that kind of amplified jacked up dog? Which is all jacked up. That would be better. I used to, I wanted to have a t-shirt made that said, I don't always listen to Led Zeppelin. But when I do, my neighbors do too. Um, because, and that's like how I practiced and how I kind of taught you guys at that time. You know, sometimes you got to put those really nice headphones on and just like listen to some nice like, jazz piano. Like, both soothes the soul. Next inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you. 
bend your upper knee. Bring it to your right elbow. Like so you're still working hard right, with this. You're precise and patient. The shin bone aligns itself for pigeon. And then bring the back leg into it and wiggle the back leg back. Be sure that you've got plenty of space there. We're going to go for the deeper pigeon, uh, a deeper kind of slower experience of it by lengthening out the more the forward folded version. So get any support props or animals that you need for this. Um, feel balanced, steady in your hip. Elongate forward and then if your chest isn't touching the floor, mine is not, uh, get yourself some blocks or a pillow or whatever is useful there to rest your chest and you'll find a way to support yourself best. So I've got a block underneath uh, my, my sternum uh, low on the rib cage. Uh, ladies, we figure out what to do yeah, with with everything you got to organize there. So you just support the rib cage in some way, and then support the head in some way. So I've got a block under my forehead, and one under the low ribs. I don't know if you can see it, so I'm speaking that out. But everything's going to be supported here. You're going to be able to let your arms go soft. And the legs are awake. You feel the imprint of your legs. It's like you've, you're at, you know, like when we used to put our hands in paint and then make handprints. You're kind of making a print of the body in pigeon. But we're we're not trying to like hold down the mat. We're just just keeping that print still. Like you don't want to smudge the the paint. And breathe into whatever structure you ended up with. And breathe out and back to that cadence of the sun A's. Notice any points of tension as you're breathing. So common culprits, hands, that space between your shoulders and your neck the sides of the neck, the throat, up to the inner ear. You might open your mouth and move your jaw around. Soften the muscles of your face, the muscles around your eyes. Imagine softening your scalp, letting your hair relax. Or get so uptight that you feel like your hair is tense. Um, well, first check your ponytail. But it is a real thing. The skin holds a lot of tension. So get relaxed all the way to your hair.
on an inhale, you're going to walk up to your hands. We're going to pause. And your hands are just going to kind of, they're going to tense support you. There. So we're not doing that lifting back up like we did earlier, where we're contrasting that with the hands, the arms here, just in a support role, not just. They're in a support role. Left hand's going to come across to the outside of the right knee. And left hand to right knee. You could have a block nearby to put the elbow on. You might want to stay like that. Right? Uh, you might want to put the elbow on the floor. What you definitely want to do is keep your chest more elevated. Right? So you're, we're lifting. We're not going to go back to the floor with this one. We're going to lengthen the spine up. And then right arm can wrap around. Go back to that thing that we were talking about in the... Uh, I was talking about and you were graciously listening to the standing forward fold when you got the arm behind you did the shoulder blade move back or did the shoulder move forward right if right now like how I'm going with this my arm is working against me right I'm going to bring the arm back out I'm going to place it beside and I'm going to let it support the pose if when you take your arm around your back you can catch the foot over there and you see and you feel that the arm is opening you and the arm is providing more of, a, of the experience of twist. Good, keep with it. If it's working against you, just notice. We do one thing in this practice and notice when we're working against our own interest, right? it's all worth it. Like every minute you put on your mat, if you can start to develop that habit of only working for yourself and, or at least noticing when you're working against yourself and stopping that'd be the first step and that'd be worth a whole life's yoga practice breathe in breathe out whatever you got up to you're going to slowly dissolve it Make your way back to center. And we're in a little rock side to side at this center point. So just, just a little wave-like action side to side, upper body. And bring that back to center. And tuck the back toes. We've been in here. Well, I don't have to say that, but tighten the back leg. Press into your hands. Feel the lift. Like be in plank with the right foot on the floor. Then move the right foot. Pause and feel the down dog. Breathe here. On an inhale, squeeze your left leg. Take it up and back. Bend the knee and being conscientious students, we bring knee to elbow, then let the shin bone move across the mat into its preferred situation for pigeon. Walk your right foot back. Right? And once it gets there, you don't need to move it anymore forward. Right? Like that is, that is, there's nothing in that for, for any of us. Like we do not need to start pulling the, the shin forward. Uh, what you want to do, walk back foot back ground and then walk your body forward and if, you, if your chest is not already touching the floor 
get something for the chest to rest on either low like this or high. The reason I'm not supporting up high is the microphone. So if you can, um, if you have a better support structure idea than me, uh, do that. In some way, you're resting your rib cage. It feels nice wherever you're resting it and you're adjusting as your body needs. Head's resting, your face is resting, your throat is resting. Then do the test with your arms, rather you just let the arms, it's like cotton candy in the rain, like you just melt. And breath in and breath out. And if that idea of the sun salutation rhythm works for you, put that in here. Scan of your face, muscles of your throat, the inner ear. Maybe you move your jaw around. Maybe you do that thing where you, that you clear your ears when the, the cabin gets too pressurized up there. Next inhale, you're gonna walk up to your hands and you're gonna find that place where instead of like we do with the back bend, right? So in the back bend, we come to fingertips and we try to lift the chest up and then do that kind of up dog thing. Here, there's more of a support structure with the arms so that you've got this imprint of your body moving up and forward, elongating, but not, not stretching deep. And then we're in a twist. We'll bring the right hand to the left knee and you might place a block underneath the elbow there to help keep your chest up to support that lift. Right? You could also have the elbow on the floor. What we don't wanna do is kind of round down into this twist. We're gonna go up and then left hand can stay where it is and be that support. Left arm can wrap around the body. When the left arm wraps around the body, Right, you've got this ability to catch the foot over there, maybe. But when you do, is your upper arm rounding in? Or are you creating a forward rounded shoulder posture? Or are you creating more twist? 
one of those just body awareness things and interesting things. And for a long time, I grabbed my toe. This is personal, sorry, but I grabbed my toe and rounded my shoulder forward. And because of the way my leg is bent, it actually works for me to grab my heel and keep my shoulder open, uh, but not grab my toe. So just small little things that you can do to be sure your posture is still good. You still have integrity with what's going on in your shoulders and your spine. Creating a rotation, length, and then some, some hip opening. Do that. Now, if like catching anything is just ridiculous sounding, yeah, it is. It's kind of ridiculous sounding. Right. You don't need to. Like, there's nothing that says you have to go all the way to catch. You can catch your waistband and uh, do the same same thing. I don't know what to do if you're wearing a unitard, but uh, you can pretend you have a waistband. Um, anybody like have a unitard that you can bring back to yoga? Like, that's what kept me out of yoga for a really long time was the purple unitards. Yeah. Slowly unwind it. Bring yourself back to center and do that little kind of suspension bridge side to side. Is anybody else old enough in their yoga practice that your first teacher wore a purple uh, unitard? Um, is that's that's my experience. The teacher with a purple unitard, and this is actually how old it was. She brought uh, a bag of her husband's ties. This is this is like saying how long ago it was. Her husband had enough ties old ties for a class of yoga students to use as yoga belts. Nothing like a 70s polyester tie around your foot in a standing leg raise. You don't forget things like that. Come on back to center, tuck your back. Mom, that was at Fitness University. If you remember Fitness University, fit you. <laughs> Press your hands down and tuck your toes. Squeeze your back leg, step back, down dog, breath in. Breath out. Through your hands, walk or hop to seated and pause. Take a moment. Seated meditation. Peel your body. Bringing it way back to what is this whole thing of modern postural yoga practice? Where did, where did it come from? Why are we doing it? Right? For lots of reasons. Where did asana practice come from? The desire to be able to sit in meditation with more ease, to strengthen, condition, open the body in order to sit quietly with oneself. Have breath in, and breath out. Again, your inhale breath like mountain pose. And your 
exhale breath like a deep ceremonial bow. Slow, reverent. Complete. And bring your knees in and slowly lower yourself down onto your back. Hug your knees in. Take a moment, feel what you feel. If there's anything your body needs here before moving into Shavasana, you do that thing. If you can move directly to Shavasana and melt down here, do that. Enjoy yourself, enjoy this space that you've made better through your presence. Be quiet moments of rest. When you feel ready to come back, we'll start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Take a moment to arrive, then a moment to adjust, to sit in a way that expresses how you feel. That allows for how you want to feel. Bring your hands together at heart center. Have a breath. Thumbs to forehead center. Moment of reflection, appreciation. 
That was great, y'all. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Well done. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.